For old acquaintance we forgot and never brought to mind. This podcast is JJ Meets World and listen to it or you're not my friend. And by the way, if you'd like to help support our podcast, visit jjmeetsworld.com where you can donate to our Patreon, pick up some killer swag at our merch shop, or click the link to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. One, two, three, four. JJ Gordon, sort of like that Indiana Jones in that he's always snipping out his next adventure. Yes, he is. He's always interviewing guests so he can have them on his show and they can talk about pop culture, arts, and leisure. JJ has his flag unfurled and he likes his french fries curled and he's fun and then he twirls as he goes to meet the world. He will march into the rain even if his ankle sprain. Take a peek inside his brain. This podcast is called JJ Meets World. Tucker, it's time to roll this pig into the ditch. Uh, 2023, it's ready to put her to bed. And I got to tell you, I, it was not a great year for me. Okay. I, I just, in general, like a lot of sad things happened. I don't feel like I accomplished as many things as I want to. So I'm really looking forward to 2024. I am definitely looking forward to 2024. Um, I were There were different moments of this year that I thought... I don't know how I'm going to describe the year at the end of it. Is this going to be a really bad year? Is this going to be a really good year? I had a lot of crazy stuff happen. uh, But when I look at where I'm at in December right now of 23, I'm actually really happy. So, you know, I would I would count it as a success. So the journey the journey brought you to a happy place, but it was a rocky. Yeah. Some rocky goes. It's weird. It feels like a journey that started in 2020. Sure. You know, I mean, I think we all have kind of perpetually felt like it's the same year since March 2020 that just kind of lingers and lingers and lingers. Isn't that kind of wild to think about the fact that there are roughly two years of our podcast that we weren't aware of a pandemic yet? Like that just didn't exist. Yeah. And so you can go back and go, what was it like? Like it's it's weird. Someone on uh has uploaded to YouTube. They'd found a TV tape of the night before on September 10th. Uh, 2001 and like what were all the talk shows talking about and what was you know it was like the last day of uh, that before the world changed before the world changed right and that's such a crazy time capsule I wonder what it would be like to go back and listen we'll have to ask uh, Rachel what it was like because apparently she's trying to listen to all these for some reason she is trying to listen to all our episodes and she's got some real feelings about some things you know you don't get like a like a trophy on like a Nintendo switch or something for that gaming achievement one like it's funny because she brings up specific things that she likes and dislikes about you. I, w- I want to hear it. Like, what is it? Some of our more faithful listeners as well who listen to every episode never come up and give me notes. They just like they like this show and Got they want to continue listening to it. But Rachel had some specific things. One of the things is she doesn't like you describing soft foods that you eat. <laughs> she has told me several times, she's like, it sounds like talk, Tucker only eats soft foods. Like he's got some kind of like, like like his t- teeth are are bad or like something. Like what cheeses? Cheeses. Cheeses. Mashed potatoes. Oh yeah. How wet you like your burritos? <laughs> These were all things apparently we've discussed. Like just in the last because couple a burrito months. is wet doesn't mean it's suddenly soft food. But hey, it is. That's fine. I mean it really does though. Like a burrito by its nature is soft. Okay, you know what? Next time I eat a uh, wet burrito, I will throw Jeez. a bunch of romaine noodles in there. <laughs> 
Give it what? a nice, give it a nice crunch. A crunchy burrito. <laughs> yeah. God, that sounds awful. <laughs> because like a burrito is a perfect food. Like when you can't be trusted to chew appropriately, right? So maybe you've had a couple of adult beverages and you you put that burrito in your mouth and you kind of like you bite into it, but really it's the it's gravity shoving your jaw together. I I had a sibling lunch today because my sister's family okay. is in town and we usually when we do that we our our general stop is taco shop. Salman bought a burrito and I'm just watching him eat it and I just realized I actually couldn't tell you the difference because it was just a beef it was just the same thing I had but larger basically okay. um, there were no beans in it there was just a beef burrito it was and just so, ground up beef yeah inside of a tortilla it was yeah it was just a larger version of the taco I was eating mm-hmm. so is that all a burrito needs to be because doesn't isn't burrow the word for donkey yeah uh, and that there's like a, there's some sort of cultural connection there I don't quite know um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Burrito. That's why I named that little short film we shot back in like 2005. The, the little, little donkey. donkey. Which, by the way, that was one of the best. That was fun. That was a good one. That was fun. I feel like some of my improvisation in that one was really, really <laughs> you good. You were dropping jokes about the bird flu. Yeah. <laughs> well, because was, I was supposed to be like... Like I owned this magazine, right? But like, yeah, but like yeah. I had inherited you, it from my dad. You were like an executive level, but not the manager. And I remember because Greg was the editor of it, <laughs> and I was talking about like I was like we should do something about the bird flu because chicken wings. And he's like, D- you don't understand. He's, he's like, don't, don't write that down. Saying. Don't yeah. write that down. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> A burrito. Uh, according to Wikipedia, a burrito in Mexico is historically a regional name, among others, for oh, okay. what is known as a taco, a tortilla filled with food in other parts of the country. In modern times, it's considered by many as a different dish in Mexican and Tex-Mex cuisine that took uh, took form uh, consisting of a flour tortilla wrapped into a seasoned cylindrical shape around various ingredients. The tortilla is sometimes lightly grilled or steamed to soften it to make it more pliable and allow it to adhere to itself. Burritos are often eaten by hand as their tight wrapping keeps the ingredients together. Burritos can also be served in quotes wet, i.e. Yeah. covered in savory and spicy mm. sauce when they would be eaten with a fork and a knife, a.k.a. Tucker style. So really a taco is an open face burrito. Oh, my God. We're starting 2024 out on a bang. Shit. We're going to fucking rock. Is this. 2024 going to be the year of taco? Because remember what 2023 was for me. The year of the woman. The year of the wolf. The woman? <laughs> what? I just remember that at one point in recent memory, I think there was a year of the woman. Yeah. Wasn't I, there? I was, I mean, I dedicated myself to the wolf because that little kid <laughs> in front of me when I was shopping for Christmas gifts the year before was telling me all about wolves and things that he knew. <laughs> and I did. I learned a lot about wolves in you, 2023. Are you someone who seems to connect to a different animal every year? No. Okay. No. Because I'm fact, thinking of like, a, that I got like the it. like the angel like with the old Chinese calendar of like the month of this or yeah. the month of that or well, the year of this, the year of that. Like yeah, like the it's the year of the rat or the year of the dragon, right. the year of the pig. So like, do you go okay? Well, this year it's, it's last year it was wolf. No, I don't believe that's on the Chinese. Like, I'm not saying that it's on theirs. Just, I'm saying like for I'm you. creating my own zodiac kind of calendar. Do you adopt the spiritual essence of a new animal every year? I haven't, but that's not to say I couldn't be starting a new tradition. Should I be adapting? Like, what? I, I picked a wolf last year, so should I pick something that's feline? You need to go home and be like, honey, we're pagans now. <laughs> and we're just gonna... announce it. Announce it at the church next time you're, you're giving a presentation. Pre- previous guest Natalie Deutsch-Laplante told me that she needs to buy a goat. 
because she has something in the shelter belt near her house called buckthorn. And she's been oh, having issue with yeah. buckthorn. And I guess the only way to get rid of it is either to like burn it completely and like, yeah. I mean, scorch the earth or you can get a goat and goats eat buckthorn. And when they digest the berries that have the seeds in it, like the goat gut will kill it. Okay. Versus like if a bird were to eat the berry right. and then the bird poops somewhere else, now you're going to have buckthorn there. Right. Now I said buckthorn, like you, you're familiar with buckthorn. No, I've, I've heard of this before. Of, in uh, what conversation? Uh, in So there's a, a book by Michael Pollan called Corn. Yeah. And it's all about. K-O-R or C-O-R? C-O-R-N. And it's all about the difference of phases uh, that corn sort of lives through in the production cycle in America. And one whole chapter is devoted to, are we still recording? No, yeah. We're, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is devoted to a, a farm that's using, uh, they're like, okay, this animal will eat this type of thing. And so we have them over here and this animal will eat that type of thing. And I remember there being something about, uh, the, the plant buckthorn itself just sounds like a thorny weed that a goat would eat. So it made sense. Oh, she's got, vegetation on the land that's too difficult to try to actually mow why not have an animal that treats it as a food source um there's a uh, but she just wants one goat a goat she's yeah a single goat because that's all she really needs to take care of this but what about a second goat to keep the first goat company and then she can get it done twice as fast okay here's the problem because at that point the animal to goat ratio is the same (laughs) and unless you have specific goat like training why would you want to give them that power Mm. Recently, I t- was talking with a coworker <coughs> who went to, um, like, was educated south of here, like, I think in Wapaton, right? Or it might have been, yeah, it was Wapaton. I don't know where they were educated. They, they were educated in Wapaton. I just had to convince myself. And I brought up the book 1984. And she goes, I don't even know what that is. What is that? And I said, well, 1984. <laughs> Like how to it's describe it, you just said it a second right. time. <laughs> I want to be like, maybe you misheard me, but have, don't... have you seen Star Wars? What's Star Wars? It's Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? You should have, even if you can't remember watching like what the specifics are, you should have some kind of an idea of what happened in Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? No idea what 1984 was. Even after I explained a little bit of the plot, no recollection. I'm like, did your public school fail you? I thought everyone was required to read 1984. George Orwell, that, and Animal Farm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Big Brother, mm-hmm. the the Thought Police, mm-hmm. you know. But no, but no. Anyway, um, I that didn't that didn't need to be brought up at all. all <laughs> why I did was just why shame, were you why were you shaming this coworker for their Wapiton so, education? It, anyway, I guess they uh, don't believe in literature in Wapiton. <laughs> Be like, they only read People magazine in, <laughs> in English class. In style magazine. Yeah. Your final was doing the People crossword puzzle, and some kids failed. Yeah, what is Jonathan Taylor Thomas up to today? <laughs> yeah, they're old People magazines, too. Dude, they his photo like came out recently. Oh, really? What yeah. he looks like today? Yeah. And? Not like he looked like then. That's for damn sure. Okay, before we get too far away looks from Looks like goats. he'd been in a fight or something. This is what I want to say about goats. There is a a cool like hobby farm that is near us right now and they do what they call llama llama camp Ooh. and it's about like concrete kids like me going out and being able to experience like a farm activity 
for you know, like so you can see like, oh, this is how we milk a cow, and these are how you collect chicken eggs, and then they have a big feast in the barn for everyone. Let's like, mm-hmm. like you're eating the the chicken that you. Um, but one of the things they do, which is amazing, which leads into my my promise for 2024, which is to gamble more, <laughs> <laughs> is. I want to gamble with things that people don't normally gamble. So, like, anyone can go and buy the little scratchers, right? Like, that's no big deal. What I want to do is I want to gamble on things that don't make sense. Like, I want to go to, like... Um, you want to be Chevy Chase and Dirty Work. Right. A middle school track, track you, you know... Track you want to bet on the Globetrotters game and you bet against the Globetrotters. <laughs> they had a goat named Dumbledore, and it had a big pasture. And what they did is they spray-painted a grid in this past year and then people sat and watched and you bought a grid the same way you would like on a football board. Okay. But you waited for that goat to take a dump and whichever square it dumped in was the winner. <laughs> I, that's the type of gambling that I want to get into in 2024. I want to be, I'm going to go man. play the poops today. Right. I want to look at be playing like, the goats. Be like, is that goat ready? Is that goat ready to go? What would you name if you were someone like a goat jockey, like you were putting your goat in, like, what would you name your goat? Ulysses. <laughs> I feel like that's a good goat name. Ulysses. It also I'd made call me think about goat this. for it. My, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is the greatest name I've ever heard for a goat. <laughs> goat for it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to get you a goat. <laughs> I'm going to get for it just so that you can have it for one day. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> oh, oh. After all these years, Tucker, you still surprised Thank me. Thank you. Thank you. How often does this gambling happen? You know, and, and do you, what kind of a gambling strategy are you going to follow? Because I spent a lot of time in casinos. I know you did. You're smart. And I mean, people at the craps table, even though you're just rolling bones, they have strategies that they follow of like betting this much on this line and only taking like the, the winnings from that to bet over here. So, I mean, are you straight up just going to lay down money and, and cross your fingers or do you have a strategy for I'm this? I'm going to take $1,000 and bet $1 at a time. Okay. <laughs> and if I ever get to zero. Oh, so, okay. So you've got a budget. Right. If I get to zero, I need to ask my wife for more money <laughs> so I can continue betting. But every bet's only going to be a dollar. So there's no such thing as like winning big mm-hmm. or let it ride. Yeah. It's $1 across the board, which is going to be hard because like there are barely any blackjack tables that let you bet a dollar. Are, are there like, does the. And if, here's the thing. If I win something that's an off dollar amount, so like let's say I get a blackjack on uh-huh. a dollar and so they give me a dollar fifty, I'm pushing that fifty cents back towards the dealer. I'm like, I don't, I can't that's, handle change. It's got to be equal dollars. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were saying that's found money and you're just going to roll with it. If I were to put a dollar into a slot machine and it paid out and I won like $215.86, mm-hmm. the 86 cents I'm going to literally throw into a toilet. <laughs> 
that's that's actually my rule for any like if I wanted to enter a poker tournament, if it's above 150 for the buy-in, I'm only going to play it if I can free roll into it somehow. So nice uh, in some way. And by free roll, I even mean just like you know what I might bet five bucks on a slot machine and see if I can make that okay. or something. So it's like nope, I'm not actually paying that. I'm paying something much 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 smaller to do it. My wife. My wife. Well, first of all, I'm going to say this. This is a, this is a story off of uh, she K- has a name, KFGO.com, right? It's Mrs. Gordon. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. State gambling officials are asking people to think twice before buying minors a lottery ticket or scratch-off for the holidays. We know that if a youth oh, plays yeah. a scratch-off and wins, they're getting that dopamine hit that anyone would receive, but it's hard for them to regulate those feelings. <laughs> Executive Director of the Minnesota Alliance for Problem Gambling, Susan Sheridan Tucker, said. Hey. Like you. In Minnesota, gambling is surging among minors. The 2022 Minnesota Student Survey found that over 6,000 high schoolers indicated having issues with gambling and that online use has increased since 2019. The younger a person is exposed to gambling, the greater the likelihood of them experiencing problem gambling as an adult is uh, far greater, Sheridan Tucker said. Gambling exposure during childhood is often through some lottery products, such as lottery tickets or scratch-offs. Often, these items are given to a child by an adult unaware of the associated risks. My wife just spent like $150 buying scratchers for kids. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, is scratchers like as a gift or for kids? Like, I mean, it sounds like you're buying cigarettes for them at the same time. I mean, it because they legally can't can't claim it, so it's you're the one who has to claim it for them. And like, I'm sure that there says it says something on the back, but like, like kids can't play bingo. The the thing though that I think I actually can they scratch it? Can anyone technically scratch it? I actually agree with what my fellow Tucker was saying. However, I would add to it that I think they're getting far more influence than that from loot loot boxes and video games. Oh my God. Um, Without a doubt. Or just, just, you know, iPad games in general where you're just, it's flat out going, it's, it's triggering the same dopamine response, Mm -hmm. but doing it for at front up, no zero money. So that you get really hooked to it and they're like, well, I'm just going to spend five bucks and that becomes 20 and that becomes 30 and 50. Right. Uh, That like that's where they're probably really getting hooked into it because I can see, okay, Christmas and Nana went and got each of us a scratch off ticket as a present. Okay, Um, but when it's every day. They're looking at the Every fort, the, damn the, day. the Fortnite store, mm-hmm. and all, all this these kinds of basically legalized forms of some form of gambling, you know, of, of loot boxes or. Uh, well, you look at like the electronic pull tabs look like a video game mm-hmm, nowadays, mm-hmm. and there's one that has like a buffalo on it. It's called like Buffalo Stampede, and I hate it. I hate the imagery. I hate everything that they've done with it, and I think it's stupid. And so, if someone ever like goes and unplugs all of those at the bar that you're at. I'll, I'll take care of it. Also, do you also get the feeling that we are putting gambling into way more things than they used to be? Like, Oh, yeah. I feel like there's, like at Applebee's, now they've got machines. Yep. It's the license to almost print money. It <laughs> if is. you can have gambling, people will absolutely do it. And you're not providing a single service. That's why I think my my approach to gambling is so much smarter. <laughs> because than it's, anyone it's else. literally because, goat shit. Right. Well, and I mean, <laughs> for one instance, and like, here's the thing. The other thing might be betting on, you know, like blind boxes, like when <laughs> yeah, people like yeah. open something like yeah. it's like, hey, it might be one of these 15 Disney characters. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a dollar on a frozen character <laughs> that you're going to open. It's going to be an Olaf or an Elsa. And uh, and that way that way you can get kids involved in gambling, <laughs> but not directly. Like it's like they're the dealer. Yeah. <laughs> 
because like I like how you're saying it's safe because it's indirect. Right, like they're the house. Like they represent the house. Have you ever been somewhere gambling? By the way, I do not have a problem with gambling and I know that's what someone who doesn't have a, who has a problem says but I don't literally have a problem with gambling. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun year. I can't wait. You could argue Monopoly has gambling in it. Yeah, and I need it. I need it so bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like, what's great is it's gambling like people who play poker at a casino because there is some like human element to it versus like, you know, playing on a slot machine. You have a Nintendo Switch, right? I do. Do you have Monopoly for your Nintendo Switch? I do. How much was it? Was it actually kind of expensive? I think it was like five ninety nine. I bought it on a sale. Oh, I'm like, thinking like, Hasbro had like six games uh, together in a bundle on sale. I must have been looking at like a different version that's like a way enhanced version that looked like it might be something different. Like for twenty five ninety nine, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, but uh, we got to play Monopoly on the Switch. Yeah, we definitely do. We yeah. got we we got to take it up a notch because we haven't played in a while, and I miss dominating you. You know, one of the things that sucks about like so the best Monopoly that they've ever come up with is the Monopoly for the Super Nintendo. Really? Yeah, it's just no it, shit. It is it is the best because Why? it's simplistic, and like these ones have all these neat effects and graphics and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, just get me seven spaces. That would be pretty great if they could put that in the uh, like the emulator store on on the Switch, right? Where yeah. you're playing Super Nintendo but games. I actually don't think that they can because Probably can't because of the licensing. It, right? It's, it was when it was before Hasbro bought Monopoly. And so yeah. they probably have a blackout on previous products. That's why I don't think I'm going to spring for the membership because I just mm-hmm. think the, the the library isn't large enough. I'll get to I've already played through a lot of the stuff on there, but maybe we'll come back to it. I've, I have bought a lot of games <laughs> for, I, uh, the, for the switch and I'm having the most fun I've ever had. I bought my sister. So I got my sister a switch for her birthday this year and it was a real it was a real like risk right because getting mm. an adult a switch sure. is either it's feast or famine right yep. like your coworker who won it clearly she, she was like did not she's want like, it at all. she's like I, tucker here you go give me that amazon gift card yep. mama wants her gift card yep. and i thought well you know maybe my sister won't appreciate this or maybe she doesn't want to sit and play games she got way into it and brought her right back to like 1997 that's what it feels like right it felt it felt for me like i was eight years old getting my sega genesis her big problem though is she goes like She's like, I am really, really good at uh, Mario Party. This is her telling me. But I'm not good at Mario Party using a Joy-Con controller. Okay. Because, you know, she had, like, essentially, like, her sense memory, her hands were, are affixed to that three, like, it looked like three penises when the N64 controller. Or bananas. Again. The three banana penis controller. (laughs) Um. And so for Christmas, this is this will come out after like. Yeah. Plus, I don't think she, she doesn't listen yeah. to the show. Uh, Nintendo, and Rachel's not going to tell her. Nintendo put out an official using the actual molds from the N sixty four. Put out these wireless. So I got her a wireless N sixty four, a nice. wireless and uh, Super Nintendo, and a wireless Nintendo controller. Nice. So that she can uh, enjoy those three things together because she's not the type of person who's going to put in the time to go on and find like a you know like a D pad type machine that no. gets high ratings yeah. and. You know, blah, 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 all those kind of things. And, th- and that's fine because for her, I just want her to enjoy Donkey Kong in the way that she did. Yep. You're good. That's I'll, I'm playing all of the games that I played as a kid. Sonic, Ninja Turtles, Final Fantasy. I wonder um, I wonder if there's a world where we can go and find. Well, let's find four people within our age group. Okay. Right. And we put them into a room and there is a television 
and there is a copy of Mario Kart and there are four controllers and that's what we gamble on. Deal. We put like a do- like I'm going to put a dollar on Christina mm. to see like if she's going to be the winner. I'm going to I'm going to put a dollar on Rex because you know what Rex has continued to play on a CRTV and like he's got the skills. He's got the he's got the like when we had our our company Christmas party, one of the guys brought his N64 and Goldeneye. Nice. And so I, we we played four person Goldeneye, me and Dan Glazer and these two early 20 something guys. I smoked all of them. Oh, good for you. Like it wasn't it was I was having a blast. They weren't having fun. I smoked those guys. And so I was like, God, I still got it. Maybe I want to bet on Goldeneye too. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us continue to produce new episodes each week, visit JJMeetsWorld.com, where you can donate to our Patreon, pick up some swag at the merch shop, or follow our link to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the sites the cool kids are using these days. JJ Meets World is produced every week by Tucker Lucas. You can find out more about Tucker's work by visiting moonbasemaria.com. If you want to get in touch with your host with the most, check out linebenders.com where you can find direct contact info for JJ or booking information. At one point, I hope that this podcast gets big enough that we can license JJ Meets World as a scratcher. So if you get three Tuckers, you're going to earn $1,000. But if you get three JJs, you're going to get $10,000. But if you get two Tuckers, two JJs, and then like it's just like a picture of like, you know, like uh, like the logo, you're going to win a million dollars.